0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 521 of Locked On Canadians and thank you as always for making us your first listen of the day every single day of the week. I am one of your hosts, I am Scott Matlin, I am joined from the other side of the world by my wonderful co-host, the active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura, how are we doing as uh, we tune in the day after the rocket took on the Tampa Bay Lightning?
1: I'm actually really bummed I missed that game. For our listeners know that uh, I am on the other side of the world. Fortunately, you and Ian did a great job of discussing it. And I did follow it online. And I, I am very bummed that I missed it. But thankfully, Scott, you are always there to catch the games that I miss and vice versa.
0: It is good that I, that I truly don't have much else going on, I guess, (laughs) but, um,
1: (laughs) it's the times to be honest. I, I honestly as well have been like, we've been very responsible and careful. It's just that I've been literally on the other side of the world with no access, but uh, I did follow as carefully as I could. And you know what? Uh, It was a good thing that they were able to showcase themselves. It seemed like a fun night for the rookies. It seemed like a fun night for the fans. And you can kind of ignore the results as well because what we're looking for is effort and to see what these guys can do. And really, it seemed like uh, like it seemed like a hell of a game, really.
0: Yeah, and... With that kind of game and the positivity that comes along with that, I look at my first thought for today's show is it's our year in review. The new year will be Saturday night, uh, so you'll get a new episode Monday. But in this episode, we kind of wanted to take a look at the year 2021 as a whole, and we're going to talk the good, the bad, and the surprising across our show today. And I suppose the biggest good is the Montreal Canadiens overcame a 3-1 series deficit against the Toronto Maple Leafs swept the winnipeg jets dominated the vegas golden knights and came up just short in a stanley cup final and considering how their season was going up to that point before the playoffs started that run is it's arguably the highest peak this team has had in five six seven years at this point maybe since carrie price cleaned up on awards in 2015 but i i don't think anyone would argue that that's the top point of this season the best good that happened for the canadians right
1: honestly it it really has it has been such a rough couple of months that you kind of forget about how much we had to enjoy it was definitely a surprise i didn't expect it i don't know if anyone could have predicted it i we all i mean everybody everybody anybody who said that they could have predicted it was lying and they and you know, there, the proof was in the pudding. You could literally find people's predictions and see. Nobody expected anything to come out of that team, but they managed to get it together. But not only did, did they do that, they gave us so much in terms of moments, in terms of things to, to remember, in terms of memories, in terms of things to bond over. I mean, you know, we got so many new listeners and and bonded with them over what happened. And I will always be grateful for that. And to be honest, it's it's hard to remember when you're looking at a team right now that that came out of the gate very miserably. That everything that could possibly go wrong could go wrong, and we are going to talk a little bit about the lows a little bit later. But given where they are right now, it's interesting that they didn't screw up the long term uh, success that we would have wanted by going on that run. And for me, the thing that I'm going to laugh really hard about is that in this year in review we're talking about, I cannot believe that both you and I eventually came around to Corey Perry as a Montreal Canadian. And he was one of the highlights of 2021 for us. Like, I I literally still can't believe that. But I there's so many things from that run that were positive. I mean, that it was 3-1. People like dwell on that. They stick to that. They they bring that up every single time. And really, it was fun. But the whole run itself, the fact that we got to live those highs with them, I will always, always, always remember.
0: Yeah, and th- that's the strangest part is that one. Corey Perry was a not just that was a key Montreal Canadian, which is by far the weirdest part of all this. But that entire Cup run was such a coming out party for so many canadians players you know we saw cole caulfield and nick suzuki establish themselves as budding nhl stars obviously caulfield's had a rougher sophomore season as the canadians have struggled but carrie price was carrie price the old man line did old man line things arturi leckan scored a goal to send the canadians to the stanley cup on saint jean baptiste day like these are such massive massive things and it's a shame that the way this season has gone is kind of overcloud, overshadowing that but there was a lot of good for the canadians in 2021 you know we learned jake allen is who he is we learned that jeff petrie even though he's struggling this year can be a top pairing defense when we saw josh anderson do josh anderson things and then it all came together in the playoffs. Every single person was pulling the rope in the same direction, getting this team where it needed to go. And we could spend an entire week just recapping that entire playoff run. It was just the most fun. And I guess for me, I I, I want to pick out one moment, and then Laura, I'm going to have you pick one out as well. But I want to say the moment the entire playoffs kind of turned for me was It was game one against Winnipeg. They had already upset Toronto. They were cruising. And then I watched Nick Suzuki break in, throw on the brakes, and somehow dangle around the smallest of gaps of Connor Hellebuck and score an incredible goal. And I'm watching this happen, and I go, they might actually do this. Like, they have a chance to do this. The Jets aren't a pushover. Toronto wasn't a pushover, but this team... Might do that. And it really makes you start to believe a little bit. I think for me, that goal from Suzuki, and there were a lot of good ones from the Canadians in the playoff, but that breakaway goal against Connor Hellebuck is arguably one of the best of the entire postseason.
1: I think it's true that that was the turning point, but the moment for me that I, that if I had to pick out one single moment that was my favorite, was after Otarie and scored that goal to get them into the Stanley Cup final, Carey Price throwing his hands in the air and then like in disbelief, just just he couldn't believe that they were going to the Stanley Cup final. To me, that is my favorite moment of 2021 for the Canadians. Obviously, like in my life, there are a lot of other things that happened, but Habs related. My favorite moment of 2021 was the moment that Carey Price realized or I think he was trying to absorb. I don't even think that he fully did at that point that they were going to the Stanley cup final.
0: And with every good comes bad. And we will delve into this. We won't stay too long on the negative side of things, but 2021 was a roller coaster of a year for Canadians with high highs and very low lows. And we're going to get into that coming up next folks. Have you got a beard? You need to get primal you heard me right you got a beard like I do get primal if you or someone you care about has a beard it needs to get primal maybe you're the guy that never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed the products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet primal origin oils makes balms oils and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel and beard products available all products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the US and their combo kits are amazing. You're heading into the new year. Trust me, treat your beard to what it deserves. I tried out their origin oil on my beard. It's soft. It smells great. My girlfriend loves it. I get compliments on it all the time. You got to try this stuff out. It is an absolute game changer. And now every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in Beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. And remember the code LOCKEDON gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. That's code LOCKEDON at checkout at PrimalOriginOils.com. As always, thank you for making Locked On Canadians your first listen of the day. And if you've been listening to us, you know that we've been doing our World Juniors updates. We need you to check out the Locked On NHL podcast because starting December 31st through January 6th, you're going to get bonus World Juniors coverage from Tyler Cool. there. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts, and they are also available on YouTube. Now, Laura, I... I I don't like doing the negative thing at the end of the year. I want to think about what's happening, you know, what's upcoming and what's new. And we do have to look at what went wrong this year for the Canadians. And there's a few moments to me that really stick out as, Hey, this wasn't great. There is uh Dominique Ducharme's season thus far, the firing of Mark Bergevin and the drafting of Logan Mayu kind of stand out to me as uh, three runs in a row of very bad things happening to the team. They lost in the Stanley Cup final, which sucks, but you know what? They could got they could have gotten back there. They drafted Logan Mayu, and they go into free agency and they lose to No. Weber's out. They don't have Carrier Price and they didn't really adequately replace anyone. And Mark Bergevan's failure to do that eventually got him relieved of duties as a job as Jeff Gordon steps in. And then this season has been. Not calling it a disaster feels like I'd be doing it a disservice, but it's quite frankly been an absolute disaster all the way around, and the bads have been bad as much as the goods have been good, and I don't want to dwell too much on the Mayu thing. We've talked about it. You can go back and listen to those episodes because it's not a topic anyone wants to discuss, but I got to say for as good as it got, it got just as bad very quickly.
1: Yeah, I think that's also going to be my low point of the year. And as, and as you said, I don't want to dwell on it, but we do have to mention it. I think the end of the Mark Bergevin era ended very much differently than he would have wanted. It was a unceremonious. It was everything was going wrong. And honestly, for me, I think that it was it kicked off the decline and it could have ended with getting to the Stanley cup final, And he would have had just like a regular old year and that whole, you know, Ian talked about this when, uh, when you were on vacation, actually, you know, it was hanging over the Canadian's head. There was a lack of certainty about his status and therefore everything was in disarray because there was no confidence. There was just, everything was a big question mark. And how can you really perform to your best under those conditions? Also allowing all those players to walk that he did or not replacing them adequately I think that really was the start of the the end of the Mark Bergevin era. And it could have been, you know, we would have forgotten about mediocrity in the middle years if he had just ended it with that Stanley Cup final and then just literally not done all that much for the following season. The fact that, you know, he allowed so many players to leave without replacing them. He knew that Shea Weber wasn't going to be able to go. He didn't offer Corey Perry that contract that he wanted there it was just it was just everything everything was just clouded over you know there were some draft picks that he did that he made that were good there were some promising players there were some years where we had a lot to hope for there was some fun obviously there was that run and then all of that just got got overshadowed by mistake after mistake after mistake and one of the things that 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 really really bothered me was that every single one of those mistakes that he made were foreseeable you know, and and you know, you can call drafting Logan Mayu a mistake, but it's also a deliberate, foreseeable decision that he took. Right, every single one of those. Like, what did he? What did he think was going to happen to the team without its best defenseman or its strongest defenseman, and without one of the players that really was credited with turning the season around in the postseason? And you know, you, he knew Carey Price was going to be out, but we didn't know how long he was going to be out and that's not something that you can plan for, but all the other holes in the lineup, you could plan for, you could uh, trade sign, whatever it was you could foresee. And so for me, that was really, really, really upsetting. Just the way that it ended put a sour taste in my mouth. And right now with all the young players playing, we're seeing notes of positivity, positivity. I'm seeing literally just talking to Habs fans and listening to Habs fans, they're seeing that the youth movement is what's getting them excited about this team again, which is exciting for us too, because, you know, we don't want to talk about a team that is abysmal or boring or all of that. Now there's a new GM search. So you know that things are turning around, but it didn't have to end the way that it did. And for whatever reason, at this point, you know, we talked about over the off season when The Seattle uh, draft was happening and the possibility that Carey Price would be picked by Seattle. uh, And we knew that Shea Weber was going to be out, quote, unquote, indefinitely. We asked ourselves, did the Canadians luck into a rebuild? And, you know, many, many months later, yes, they did. It just it didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be with all of that darkness or that that sour note that it ended on.
0: And that's the thing is that Jeff Gordon, I think has a vision for what's going on here. And obviously we'll, you know, see what that holds. I I really hope that this is, you know, kind of closing one chapter of the Canadians book here is that there was a decade of Mark Bergevin, like it was a very weird tenure. And even at the end of it, I still don't know if it was good or bad. And I don't know how to process through that. There's a lot of work to go through. Like we said, the highs were high and the lows were lows here. And in the end, it just kind of goes, he was here. And uh, just the last year in itself is a microcosm of that. They spent all this money in the off season. They got Tyler Toffoli for a steal. They were getting ready for you know Cole Caulfield to dominate the NCAA, the Laval Rocket were very good. And then they came out, did all right, fired Claude Julien, brought in Dominique Ducharme, struggled, and then took off like a rocket, no pun intended, in the playoffs. And it's just, what what are the Montreal Canadiens? We don't know if they're good. We know they're bad this year, but there's a lot of unanswered questions on that. And I guess we'll never really have a definitive answer without sitting here for several hours, kind of going over, pouring over everything right now. But in our final segment, we're going to take a look at the surprises of the year, the good surprises, the bad surprises, and everything in between. And that is coming up next. But first, if you're like so many others, you wanna bet on sports, and BetOnline has you covered going into the new year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues through college bowl season and the NFL playoffs are right around the corner. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers available. Bet online where the game starts. I suppose this is the the fun part now is that we get to talk about our biggest surprises of the season and I I Hmm. Or the last year, I shouldn't even say this season. There's been a lot. Um, We talked about Corey Perry in the first segment, but I think for me, my biggest surprise, and this is mainly for this season, is the way that every AHL call up that has gotten into this lineup has done everything in their power to make an impact and how good they've actually been. Michael Bazzetta first NHL points, NHL goals. He's making a real name for himself across the league by willing to fight anybody, including Ryan Reeves, which is a terrible idea. Jesse Alonan gets his first NHL goal in a game against Pittsburgh. 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 You've got Laurent Dufay who scored his first NHL goal, in almost five years of time, Raphael Harvey-Pinard and Corey Schuneman getting their first NHL points last night and first NHL games. Everyone who's come up from the AHL is playing with something to prove. And I know that this is not Joel Bouchard's team now, but I watched the way that they've played recently. And Bouchard's whole thing was, if you put in the effort, good things are going to happen. And these guys are living that. They're not the most skilled. They're not the best prospects in the world. They're not Trevor Zegras or anything like that. But these guys are trying out there, and they're really, really doing quite well at that. And my biggest surprise is, out of all the AHL call-ups, that Michael Pozzetta has turned himself into an NHL regular right now. And I couldn't be happier for the kid. He clearly loves this, and I'm hoping that this means there's going to be more Pez in the future, dispensing fists and uh, scoring goals every now and then.
1: Yeah, I think um, you can't go wrong with the young guys. I think we were starving for something to be excited about, to be honest. And unfortunately, it happened at the expense of some of the players with injuries and COVID and all of that. But it's so exciting to see these guys have like, a, I hate to say strong work ethic, to be honest, because it makes it feel like the it makes it sound like the NHL players weren't putting in an effort. But I don't think that's it. I think given being given sound instruction and sound tools to use for the rest of your career, that is something that you, a good AHL coach can build. Like it's a foundation that they build in you, and then it's up to you what you do with it. I feel like the strength that uh, Joel Bouchard had was in development, as we talked about. Development seems to be like a big buzzword in Montreal, and it was. It was the problem with the previous AHL regime, and now. The fact that these players have the confidence and the, I hate to say audacity, because it, it, it's just it's joy. It's the exuberance that they bring to the game and they're able to showcase themselves really well. So I think for me, particularly because I wasn't traveling with the AHL team like you were, Scott, like you cover them night in and night out. For me, it was when there was a big story, I knew about it. Uh, Sometimes on Friday nights with the games on RDS, I would be able to watch them. So I would like if, if the rocket were on my TV, I would watch them, but you knew the ins and outs. Right. So to me, like to see them thrive in the NHL setting is it's, it's a pleasant surprise. It's something to get really excited about. And I want to not at this point, like we're doing a year in review, it's the end of the year, New Year's coming up. I want to 100 percent over uh put like overhype these prospects and get too a little bit too excited about what every little step goal uh you know fight or everything means. Like I, I feel like this is something that we've wanted from the from the NHL team, and we're getting it from the AHLers and at some point, you know, what they're learning this season is going to be really valuable when they are part of the core team.
0: And, and I think that's it, is that it proves that this in, investing in the minor league system is paying off. And I, I, today we didn't talk about it because quite frankly, I'm sick and tired of talking about COVID right now, is that Paul Byron and Caden Primor are both placed in protocol today, which means the two healthy goalies for the Montreal Canadiens are Samuel Montembeau and Michael McNiven. And we've talked a lot about McNiven on this show and how he has gone through ECHL teams, demotions, promotions, just to get here. And guess what? He is currently the Habs backup netminder. We don't know when Carey Price is getting back. Jake Allen's in protocol. Uh, Primo's in protocol. And they're not going to be able to get back into Canada as soon as one might expect because of how, you know, the countries handle things differently And I wonder if he's next. I'm not saying he's going to be elite all world, but we're going to see if that effort's there and that battle level's there. There's a guy like Cam Hillis who was called up directly from the ECHL. He's going to be the second Canadians player who's played in the ECHL to make it to the NHL if he plays. The other being Mike Condon. And you know how long ago that was. The biggest surprise to me is that this this was turned around at least in a couple of seasons. The AHL team, you know, and now even the Lions, it's you can see the formulation of a pipeline and a system in progress there. And we begged for so long about it. And my surprise is that it's actually worked as effectively as it has right now, even with Joel Bouchard leaving the organization. And I guess on the downside of things, my one uh my one big disappointing surprise is just the team this year hasn't gotten it together and I'm not blaming individual players or anything. It's just nothing seemed to work until it was mostly the AHL team in the lineup, like we talked about. And I'm hoping that maybe the new year and some rest for these guys is they're in protocol recovering and whatnot. Everyone kind of comes back and it goes, Hey, we saw how they can play. We got to do that too. Everyone needs to, you know, pull the rope in the same direction, you know? Um, Laura, before we go, do you have any surprises that really disappointed you this year for the team?
1: I, you know what? I don't like Dominique Ducharme's handling of Cole Caulfield. I feel like what has happened is that all of his haters have been quote unquote proven correct because he's not being utilized correctly by Dominique Ducharme. So his numbers are an unpleasant surprise, but not him. It's not due to him. I feel like he is definitely going to be He's going to find his game and it's going to be okay, but unfortunately, his rookie year isn't going as well or as as excitingly as we had hoped, and it's through very little fault of his own.
0: And I think that's my biggest thing is, too, is that one of my other surprises that I thought Dominique Ducharme, after that playoff run, was going to bring something different to this team, and he hasn't so far, but... Still a lot of season left to play. There's a lot of time and analysis left to do. And if the Canadians can continue to play like they did against Tampa or like they did against Philadelphia, Dominique Ducharme might just save his job. Um, until then, we'll see what lays ahead. Uh, I will be shocked if there aren't more cancellations in the near future for the Canadians. We will keep you posted on that. Uh, there is no World Juniors update today because the game between Oliver Kapanen and Finland and Jan Misak in the Czech. And Czechia was uh, canceled due to COVID protocols. The Czech's forfeited. It is a 1-0 win for Finland. So, hopefully that it's nothing too serious. I know everyone's tired of hearing COVID updates instead of hockey stats updates, but... Thank you all for listening, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day. You can find us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow Laura at The Active Stick. You can follow myself at Scott Matla. And once you're done listening to us, please go check out Lockdown Bets. Lee Sterling, your boy Q, have all the advice you need to absolutely dominate with your sports bets. Go check them out. They are free and available on all podcasting platforms.